Oh my days, Maureen. Here we're back. We are again. We're back by popular demand. By well, popular yeah. demand. Well, there's unbelievable. At least ten people. At least ten. No, look, we last episode that we recorded in this podcast, we had double the listeners. I know. Go back. So what are we on? Episode seventeen of Droughtlander, not episode seventeen of Outlander. Uh, if you go to episode sixteen of Outlander, not many people listen to that, Maureen. Really? No. And that was the bumper one. The that, might, that might be what put that them off. That might be what put them off. They went, what, 40 minutes of this absolute nonsense? No, thank you. Anyway, we've started this podcast in a very unprofessional manner. Manner, no, no. <laughs> Let's start again. Maureen. Hello. Yeah, I'm Maureen Younger. Oh, yeah. Hello, I'm Maureen Younger. Forgot I'm Jen Brister. Oh, it's seamless in this... In this uh, uh, smooth, smooth. ...podcast and... Um, we're going to continue with the high-end production values that we <laughs> offer all of our listeners. I, I did promise, I think, maybe even in the last podcast, that I would buy a microphone. That's not happened. We could Amazon it. Oh, we could do, we're not allowed later. to mention oh, yeah, any yeah. website no, no, no. because of, you know, when, when we're at this high level high of end. listeners <laughs> of over 100 people. We don't want to affect our sponsors. We don't want to affect our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to sponsor us with a free mic, that'd be great. Um, so we're on, we're on episode three of season three. Episode three of season three. And Jen, what do you think? Listen, this um, episodes three and four. No, well, one to four. I really yeah. enjoyed. And uh, yes, I did enjoy these. Uh, look, I mean, stop going on about the fact that I'm enjoying it well, now. But you're yeah, ruining it's, the podcast. It's, I know, it's taken a few don't, years. Don't worry. Um, There's plenty of cynical comments And I to think add. Sam Hewen is... I mean, obviously I'm a big Sam Hewen fan. I think you might have noticed that. But he's great. Because like, in each episode, he's kind of been a d- different character. Because he's kind of going through the stages of grief. So now he's, you know, Claude and he was wanting to die. And Dunbonnet, he kind of kept away from everybody. Built a, imprisoned himself in a way. And now he's actually in a prison. He's in Narnsmore. And he's a leader of men looking very... Very, he's um, back, threatening and he's moody. back to being a leader of men. We don't get the indica- we don't get much of. An- we don't think he wants to be alive too much, but he, no. But he has so much concern for the men that that's the only thing that's keeping him going. So we see him, the leader of men in a prison, and uh, oh, we she- meet him kind of through the the uh, the, the warden that's leaving. Oh yeah, there is a prison warden arriving. It's not really a prison warden, is he? Or- he's the governor. Sorry, so close. the governor that is leaving. And the new governor that is arriving, and they have a conversation which gives us, and, we, and that's how we hear about Jamie before we even see him in prison. Because everyone's scared of Jamie, like all the all the soldiers. Like uh, he's like the one person that people talk to. He's a spokesperson for them, and he's a, uh, he's the spokesperson for all the prisoners. And he's in cha- he's the only one in chains because he's still he still frightens them. Well, the others all look like they're half dead. I yeah. mean, we we meet um, your favourite. Oh yes, we're surprised. Murta is alive. Well, I didn't even recognise Murta. I was he did like, look, he did look very that different. old woman in a wig? And it's like, Murta. <laughs> it's Murta. And I might ill. He's Because he's, he's desperately ill. And the only reason I recognised him was because of his voice. Which you hear before you see him. But he's I was confused because he's, he... Uh, there's one point, and you explain this to me, and I wonder if I'm being dense, but there's a point when Murta and Jamie are talking, and I have gone on ahead a little bit here. <laughs> but I need to... As we're talking about Murta... Let's, let's go for it. He, it, Jamie starts talking about the fact that he was married and his wife was a white witch to Myrta. And I'm like, I think he knows. Yeah, but he, but he doesn't actually mention Claire by name. It's this weird thing. The only time he mentions Claire by name is to when he opens up to the governor. Yes, but Myrta's yeah. met Claire. He knows know. Claire. He's like, oh, know. And then Myrta goes, were you? And I'm like, yes, mate. 
Yes, mate, you, you met her, you spent a lot of time together, no, you know I his think, wife. I think, I think you misunderstood, no, the first time we talked to her, because I was, when he hit this, anyways, well, we've ju- we have jumped ahead, because actually, the, the, this episode opens with uh, Frank and Claire, which you've completely ignored. You oh. know, the breakfast scene. Frank and Claire, and, of course. And Frank is, is obviously having um, extracurricular activities, which she seems annoyed about, even though she doesn't give him anything physically or emotionally so she's like oh yeah so she says oh let's go to the cinema there's such and such thing on the cinema do you want to go and he's like oh i've already seen it and i'm like what and she looks really perturbed and i'm like love let him go to the cinema (laughs) this is how fast my brain works like god she resents everything this guy does and then she's like oh and then oh i've seen that that and that and that i'm like oh now i get it so he's dating and he's like i'm being discreet she goes yes but she's obviously really annoyed it's like now, what do you expect? You're not giving him anything, are you, really? So. She's giving him nothing. And he's what's annoyed her is that he's not available for when she wants him. Yeah. You know, because she gets a bit lonely and she might want a little bit of physical contact or a little bit of intimacy. And he's like, oh, no, I've, I'm, off, I'm giving that to someone else now because you're not giving it to me. And I, at that moment, I was like, I, I, think, I think it was her idea, wasn't it, to lead separate lives? I think that was her idea. Listen, the whole thing's been her idea. But do you know, it's that thing where people go, oh, like, I'd like an open relationship or something, and they're, they're always fine about it until the other person actually does it. <laughs> you have to I don't life. know what an open relationship is. I mean, well, really isn't well. that just being single? Yeah, well. By the way, I mean, I'm just shagging so-and-so. <laughs> oh, that's fine, love. Oh, by the way, could you get, could, we're missing some milk. I mean, what? Sorry, that's how it opens. But yeah, we're in Ardsmore. And uh, like in every episode so far, Jamie's had a different name. So he was Red Jamie in, in episode one, Dubonnet in episode two. And in this one, he's McDoo. Dubonnet, as in Dubonnet. Du Sorry, Dumbonnet. Dubonnet Red. <laughs> I'm trying Was to get some that? sponsorship for us. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that from advert the, for Dubonnet? Oh, <laughs> a drink that will only you'll only know if you're over 40. Dubonnet Red. Was it Dubonnet Red? I think so. Dubonnet. That, that sort of disappeared with Le Piador, thank goodness. <laughs> Dumbonnet, sorry, Dumbonnet. And now uh, this one, he's McDoo. He's known by the, the other prisoners as McDoo. Son of the black one. They're referring to his hair. The, the, the hair, not, not some, anything but What else. we do know is that Jamie is in with the last governor. Yeah. In as much as that the governor understands that he needs Jamie on his side in order to control the men. And also, who is the governor, Jane? No, the old governor, I'm talking Oh, about. okay. We'll find out who the new governor is in just a moment. Okay. In case you don't know. <laughs> I mean, who? Of course you know. But anyway, <laughs> the old governor does indicate that... that, And he he says to the new governor, you know, you might want to... Keep take him a, on side. You want to take a leaf out of my book and keep him on side. And he's like, no, don't think so. And then we find out who the new governor is. And he is who, uh, Maureen? It is Lord John Grey, the man who tried to kill Jamie. The boy who tried to kill The boy who tried to kill Jamie. At Carrie Yarrick. And the the young man who is who inadvertently saved his life by, by saying that I owe you a debt of honour. Yeah, so there's lots of connections here. But uh, Jamie apparently doesn't know this. He, he kind of recognises him, which is weird because it's two different actors. But he kind of recognises him, but doesn't can't really place who he is. He's telling, he tells Murta about it. And Murta does, there's one laugh out loud bit when Murta goes, get on with the story, you know, I'll die of old age or something in his usual way but um, I know that bit I mean I was literally bent over double at that bit it was funny but um, Murta's back so that's nice Murta but not for long unless he comes back again because they keep bringing him back I think they probably will you know they'll probably bring him back he's going to be over in the other side of the world yeah but they they end up going that's where they end up no they don't they end up in the West Indies no and after that they end up in America yeah but he's in Australia no no he's gone to America 
I thought you said he went to Australia. No, he went to the colonies. I think it was America. I think the colonies... I thought you meant Australia. Oh, it's not really that It important. doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If the ratings are going in Murta's direction, he'll come back. It doesn't yeah, matter. they find will. I, I was in Australia and then I found myself on a canoe to the West Indies. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He'll find his way back. The point is, is that we are now uh, seeing Jamie in his third, I don't know, whatever you call it. Third transition. Third transition is a very good thing. I've had a couple of glasses of wine, so this could go <laughs> either I way. Which I which was probably a bit of a mistake. But anyway, um, so uh, and things start looking up for Jamie because uh, they found this guy rambling on the moor. Duncan Kerr, haven't they? Talking about the gold. Yeah, and, and yes. explain to me that is such no, a weird. It's a weird thing. You know, bit what, of exposition that you, they uh, try to sort of crowbar you know, in. You know what? You only really understand it uh, when you get to sorry for the high tech series five. <laughs> no. When you get to series five, that <laughs> meeting with the elderly man in series three makes sense. No, it only makes sense like in episode eight or something because they, they were trying to pack it in but they couldn't tell you too much because they want to put it in eight and it's just I didn't get it and I was like watching it I'd watched it three or four times I still don't get it but anyway that the, there's a man who's rambling about gold and he's talking in Gaelic and French so they can't understand what he's saying so the governor so says Jamie so the new governor not the old governor the old governor's gone so this new governor, says, governor I keep wanting to calling him Lady Jane Grey no, that's, not that's, right. that's a completely different other historical figure but um Lord Lord John Grey. Lord John Grey. It's very close to Lady Jane Grey. Um, he says, I'll take off your chains if you'll translate for me. So eventually he says yes. And he's listening, he's listening, speaking Gaelic and French. And, and he says some stuff about the white, white lady. Witch, white, white witch. The so white witch. What you don't really get is that, uh, but you find out later on, is that Jamie thinks this could be Claire. That Claire could be the white witch. Yeah, but that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, is I that not correct? No, that's no. what he thinks. That's ah. what he thinks. And so then Jamie... <gasps> Jamie escapes because he thinks Claire could be at this island with the treasure. Oh, yeah, and he goes. And he goes, but it, obviously it's not Claire because she's in Boston being miserable. And um, and then when he comes back, because that's a good scene where he, he attacks the Lord John Gray and he admits that he knows who he is all the time. And it looks like he's about to kill him. And then he actually wants Lord John Gray to kill him, which yeah, I never got. And I realised afterwards, the reason why, which you realise once you get to see episode eight, is because he's, he's, he had all that hope that Claire was alive. Yeah. Now the hope has gone again. So he wants to die. So he wants to die, which you didn't really get in the episode. No, you didn't, didn't make get that, that clear. But also, there was a lot of catching rabbits. So, <laughs> yes, I mean, you really skipped that bit. So they go <laughs> out, and uh, the whole idea is that Jamie has persuaded the, the, the governor that the men need to eat some decent food, um, and that they can catch their own food by, catching, by putting these traps out. And uh, that's how he escapes. So, the, so conspiratorially, the men... Uh, you know, set it up so that he goes into a, a, a hole. hole. They cover it with grass. He disappears. And you think, oh, Jamie's escaped. Oh, that's wonderful. And then you think he's gone and he won't be back. But he comes back and you're like, what? And that's because of what Maureen said. But I just wanted then, to, 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 to yeah, do the that. the rabbits was very important. The rabbits bit was very important. <laughs> Glad you got if that like in. me, you're watching that going... Oh, that's an ingenious way to catch rabbits, and you completely lost interest in the other many layers in this very complex story. Um, no, but anyway, that is true. I, 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 I think then, it's important to have some sort of like you know, yeah, narrative then, here. And then after you know, Gray obviously refuses to kill Jamie, which otherwise it'd be a very short series. And um, because he's like, this guy is a little bit hot, hot. <laughs> and Lord John Gray is. I think he may be gay. 
Do you think he might be gay, Maureen? Oh, wow. You. <laughs> just I, got my gaydar out there. Maureen's got a gaydar on. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Maureen, your gaydar should be pretty good, as I'm yet to meet a straight friend of yours. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to find a straight they're, friend. They're all Austrian. <laughs> you're almost straight friends are Austrian. I can, I can only have a straight friend if you're Austrian, but <laughs> if you are... Or German, actually. Or German, yeah. yeah. Any, uh, anything else, they've all got to be gay, basically. They've got to be homos. Yeah. got to be... Yep. Anyways, um, <laughs> that, is, that is actually quite true. It is true, Maureen, is, and I and I'm highly observant despite having four <laughs> glasses of red wine. <laughs> so, um, Jamie and Grey, because I can actually smell the wine. Anyway, Jamie and Grey. Well, I'm drinking wine. I mean, what are you going to be smelling? Strawberry milkshakes? I don't know. You, you, don't, don't waft it, Maureen. <laughs> Wine's wafting it as if. I mean, it's. It's red wine. That's what red wine smells of. It smells of what? Have you you been to a pub? Yeah, I don't like pubs. Don't go to pubs. Yeah, that's no, true. We don't go to pubs. Do no, we? we go to cafes. We go to cafes. Yes, yeah, that's, but that's still drinking red wine. I'm sitting very close to Maureen. Maureen doesn't normally allow this to happen. We're sitting quite close together because we haven't got a mic. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't you don't invest in technology. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is uh, Grey and Jamie now become good friends uh, and Grey helps Murta get, uh, I was going to say repaired, um, gets treated by the doctors because Murta's being very ill. And they have, they have these dinners, don't they? Grey and Murta, uh, not Grey and Murta, Grey and um, Jamie, Jamie have these meals. And, and then what happens at one meal, they open up to each other, don't they? And 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 uh great, well, wait wait before mi- that before oh, before the meal I jumped ahead. no 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 but 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 they, they, you get sort of like a montage don't you yeah. they're having these meals and they're playing chess and then Jamie goes back to the men and explains to them what he's eaten yeah. and they're like they just seem delighted with that be... there's not a bit of them that goes oh be... well do you know what fuck you stop banging on about the beef bourguignon because I've just been eating squirrel for the last three years or, or rats or rats and not even cooked rats raw rats. <laughs> And and he, he describes in detail about this meal. And then there was these potatoes and these bit, bit, bit. And they were like, oh, yeah, tell me about the gravy. I'd be like, I will stab you, stab you in the face, mate. <laughs> you better nick me a roast potato next time. Why are you not nicking me a roast potato? Stick it in your in your dirty pocket and let's get going. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, and as, as usual. Um, and so they're having this dinner and then uh, Grey opens up about the man that he... He died in uh, Culloden. His special friend. His special friend, which we all know is a euphemism for something else, don't we, Jen? Yes, I don't want to talk about that. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then for the first time, uh, Jamie mentions the name Claire, talks about his wife, and then what happens? Uh, Lady Jane Grey <laughs> puts his hand on Jamie's hand in a quite a suggestive wet yeah, manner. Yeah, it's a little fingering on the... Well, there was Top a certain suggestion that. Hello. Ha, yeah. Well, look. I mean, he's pro- he's, he's basically he's basically him. made a pass at Jamie, and Jamie's in, in quite a chaste way. Yes. But still, in a way that's it's it's not ambiguous. You no. understand what his intention is. And Jamie kind of freezes. doesn't he? Well, of he? course he does because the last time he ha- had an encounter with a man, it was the Black Jack Randall. Black Jack Randall. So he basically says to Lady Jane Grey, "If you don't get your hand off me, I, I will, will kill, kill you. you." And you kind of know he means it. And I. You do feel sorry for John Gray because you it, do. You feel really sorry for him because he's just grieving and lonely. And he's and generally, he's, he's generally affection. He's got genuine it's affection. genuine affection. It's not anything like Black Jack. Randall. No, it's the opposite. But that's true about relationships, isn't it? Because you kind of with relationships, you always react 
to the current one from like from, you kind of react to the past to the, at the current one. If and that also, makes sense. but what happened to to Jamie wasn't a relationship, and it wasn't even sex. It was it was a, 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 um, a, an a, it was abusive, abusive, and it torture. was and it was torture, and it was. Um, uh, it, it, sex was used as a as a tool, but these are two lonely men, and I think they, you know they both found this friendship, and now it's kind of Grey yeah, Jane, but it was a very, John Grey, Lady also, John Grey, whatever his name is, Lady Jane Grey. <laughs> Realised he's rude, but but they, they, there is an intimacy there, so they yeah. shared something intimate with each other, and at a time when men probably didn't Did do he? that, and that intimacy is probably where he went. Oh, I've never had this kind of intimacy. Mm. The last time I had this kind of intimacy it was with my guy my that friend. I fell in love with special friend with my special friend this guy's opening up to me so this is a similar kind of intimacy maybe he's like up for this mm. you know it, it's not like out of the realms of possibility for for that to be the case yeah obviously he read the situation wrong <laughs> but you know you can't yeah I felt for him I felt for him and uh right we're gonna go back and do some more Claire and Frank can we just say boring that? I know Tobias Menzies though brilliant he's very good he's yeah. absolutely it, brilliant it actually isn't boring I, I was still like he's the, so good in this the, to the torturous relationship that 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 Claire and uh Frank and Frank have is 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 be- is brilliantly uh depicted uh, Thank you for picking up all the right words for me, Maureen, because my vocabulary That's why I today... Don't That's why I don't drink. I mean, I, I, I barely have a vocabulary as it is. And without Maureen here, I don't know how I'd finish a sentence. It is brilliantly depicted, perfectly depicted. And Tobias is great. I mean, that one where he brings the... When the girlfriend turns up on the door, and you kind of suspect he did it on purpose, um, her graduation, and they have that fight. Do you think he did it on purpose? I, well, well, I think it's... I think he might have. have. I, that's but, interesting because I hadn't thought about it like that because she did turn up and she was surprised yeah, that Claire was there. I mean, he says earlier that he thought they were going to be at the restaurant at six and it turns out it's going to be at seven. But I think part of him probably, you know, you kind of, you, you think you're not doing it on purpose, but deep down you kind of are. Because I think well, he wants he wants some payback, doesn't he? I, I and think. fair play to him. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't hold that against him when it happens. Like no. when she turns up. Claire, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a graduation, so it would really be annoying. But, you know... He... Yeah, it would completely spoil your graduation. But a part of me just goes, well, look, love, you kind of reap what you sow a little bit. Yeah. I, I can't pretend that I was overly empathetic with Claire. I did sort of think, well, love, yeah, that's happening. And I... And the whole you go, time, did you I... fuck her in my be- our bed? And you think, well, you, you've been masturbating a long time and do- no, yeah, naughty thoughts I of... I know, with, with of, of Jamie, Jamie in your bed for the last 20 well, years. He's, he's lying next door to you. There's been a lot of frotting about Jamie. That's quite a good line when he goes, well, don't you think our, our, our bedroom's full enough or something, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, that's Chloe's computer and it's having a breakdown. I'm not sure what's going on there. It's probably um, Yeah, so it's quite tense and um but she, but she he refuses to have a divorce because he doesn't want to lose brianna and he you know and claire goes well you know i make a promise and he goes Haha, you're not very good at keeping your promises which is true yeah and i wouldn't trust claire as far as i could throw her <laughs> in this instant you know like the whole idea that i would never take brianna away from you mm. no i don't believe and, you but then uh move on about ex- also years. brianna wanted to go it has a closer relationship with her dad than yeah. she has with her mum that's quite normal, though, isn't it? Women are daddy girl, daddy girls, don't you think? Not with my, well, not, not, not with my relationship with my dad. <laughs> the opposite. But as a general don't ask rule. me why I'm a lesbian. I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> it's because you fancy women. Yeah, there it is. That's true. Actually. That is that is true. 
That, that's the main reason. But he didn't help. I mean, if anything it was wasn't gonna, a good advert. I mean, if it was anything that was going to push me over the edge, it was like looking at him going, mm, yeah, I think maybe not. <laughs> So we move on a couple of years later and um, Frank, now once, that's quite funny when Frank goes, I'm thinking of going to England and she goes, well, I can't come with you. And he goes, I don't want you to come. She's like, yeah, yeah. Because I want a divorce. And she's like, and that's, it's like, why, why do you still want to be married to him? It's just a weird scenario because then neither of them are happy in the relationship, are Because they? it's, I don't know, at that point you wonder why. At that point I would wonder why. And also, uh, her denying him a divorce has got nothing to do with not wanting to divorce him and more to do with wanting to have control over her daughter or control over the, mm. over over what Brianna does. And at that point, it's up to... She's of an age where she can decide which parent she wants to be I think she's probably worried with. that Brie would probably choose the father rather well, than Well, she her. would. And there's, there's a good line when he goes, you couldn't, you couldn't look at Brie without thinking of, of Jamie. Um, you know, do you think you could have forgot about him in time if it hadn't been for Brie? And she went... There wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough time not to forget him or something. You think? Give the guy a <laughs> Give him. Do you know what? Lie. <laughs> if he was an asshole, I would go. Yeah, give it to him, guns blazing. But he's a good guy. Well, you know what? I think lie. Claire's a woman who's used to men being in love with her. So I think there is a thing that you know, if you're used to men doing things for you, which they are, it can be quite uh, unsettling if suddenly it's not. They're not playing your game. Do you know what I mean? Because like Jamie would do anything for her. Frank has done loads for her. You know, he's kind of had a miserable marriage for 20 years for whatever reason. He must have done love her somewhere. And so now he's like, I want a divorce. And like, you know, Bree's now 18. I can go off and marry the woman I love. It's, I think it must be quite a shock for her because she's so used to having men be in love with her, I think. Yeah, but I think he's still in love with her. Yeah. At this so. point, I think if... Uh, you you know, I'd, I mean, I'm not saying he'd want to go with her now, but even though he he probably doesn't like her very much, I imagine he's still in love with her. Yeah, and I just think great acting by by all of them, I think, in, in this. And this, of course, this is Tobias's last episode because... Yeah. He's, he finally tells Claire goodbye and then he ends he finally, up... Dead. He finally looks like Frank might get his life back. He's fallen in love. He's met a woman who's who loves him back. In fact, loves him probably more than he loves her. He's got a chance to start again back in the UK. His daughter is going to go with him and then... He ends up in a car accident. He ends up in a car accident. I'm dead. And then she tells him that she loved him when he was dead. Or I did love him. You're yeah, my but first a bit love. like you love a cat. <laughs> I love, I love you. I mean, I know I did love my cat. I absolutely adored my cat, but not the same way I love my partner. One would hope. It's close, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then back in, uh, back in Scotland, the prison's being emptied, and they're all going off to the colonies. I think it's America, though. Jen, for some reason, thinks it's Australia. I thought it was Australia, but you're probably right. They probably weren't going to Australia then. That no. was, uh, that was probably about a hundred years later. No, no, but I don't know when did they... no, no, they. They did go in the 1800s. For some reason, I just assumed it was America. I assumed it was Australia because that's where they were sending convicts. Yeah, but they're not convicts, they're indentured um, servants. Same. No, it isn't. What do you mean it isn't? It, it, no, indentured servants meant you worked for like, you were kind of one up from a slave. Well, you, you worked, worked for the 20 plantation. years. You worked and then, the plantations. And then you were free? Yeah. Well, it might, well, then maybe you're right. Maybe it was the Caribbean and, and America. 
But anyway, Jamie's not going though. Well, then that would make no sense because then Murta comes back when he's 79. I think Murta will come back. I hope Murta comes back. So anyway, Jamie uh, Jamie isn't going to the colonies with everybody else. He gets taken away by... um, Lady Jane Grey. Lady Jane Grey. And they're walking. Well, John Grey's on a horse. Jamie's walking. He's a bit narked because he wants to know where he's going. And also he thinks, oh, is this because I rebuffed you at sexy time and I said I was going to kill you if you touched me He doesn't know what's happening. So he doesn't know what he's happening. And to be fair, um, John Gray doesn't really tell him. At John, first. John Gray doesn't really tell him, and it's not exactly a great way of travelling. Yeah, so it, being it's, dragged behind a horse. So Jamie isn't happy, and then John Gray goes, "Look, you're a conv- you convicted traitor. I can't free you." But this is the next best thing because he knows hey, Jamie isn't the greatest. Uh, probably doesn't know that Jamie isn't the greatest seller in the world, but doesn't want him to be a, uh, basically a slave for fourteen years. So he gets him to be a groom in a on a big estate, which obviously he can, Jamie loves working with horses. He goes, this is, you know, this is the nearest I can d- give you to freedom. He's working at this estate. And Jamie goes, but he doesn't understand because he goes, I didn't let you have your way. And he goes, it's just, yeah, I mean, so I, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Does this mean I still have to bum you? I didn't quite put it like that, but, uh, and, and he goes, no, you know, I opened up to you. You opened up to me. You gave me my life once. Now I'm giving you yours. And that's how it ends. Is that it? It's a good episode, isn't it? It's a good episode. Sam Hume's very good in this. Very. uh, I did get that was when I got to the end of that episode and I went, I must watch the next one. (laughs) But I couldn't. I had to wait a week. It was awful. I like the fact we wait a week. It's like the old days. But I do get very like I do wait up till five in the morning. Listen, I don't look. Maureen often will call me and go, I can't wait till five o'clock in the morning for it to come out on Amazon. And yet she does, don't you? Yeah. You wait. Yeah. Like some sort of sad woman, rabid foxhound. <laughs> Most people would go, "Oh, I'll go to sleep, and then I'll watch it at ten o'clock no, in the morning." I've got to watch it at five. Morning's got to watch it at five, like some lunatic. I know. Like I put my fire, you know, that fire stick on, and I couldn't find the remote. Oh, that. Was, oh, that was, was that. That was a nightmare. Did you use it a dark day for you. It was a dark five ten minutes because it's been a dark time for all of us, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, I would say internationally, so many desperate things are happening across the world. Um, but Maureen couldn't find a fire stick to watch <laughs> a show that will remain on Amazon Prime for, let's be honest, years to come. Um, but it's essential that you don't miss it. Oh, it's a nightmare. What I'm going to do with Droughtlander comes, I mean. When Droughtlander actually does come. Oh, it's got to be a nightmare, isn't it? No, it won't. You'll just watch it oh, yeah, back from series it. one. I did say to I did say to Jen at once. I you know I'm scared I'm going to be this woman that just lives in a flat and watches Outlander on a loop. And you did point out that. Well, that's exactly what you're doing. Right? <laughs> I can't believe you said that. You're like, oh, God. What my fear is, Jen, is that I will be a mad old woman, lives alone, just watches Outlander on a loop. That is exactly what you are doing, Maureen. You're a mad old woman who lives alone and watches Outlander on a loop. Anyway, next episode. The next episode is of Lost Things, and Claire's story takes a... a like a what do you call it takes a back seat hang because... on can we just stop a second we're at yeah. 26 minutes and oh, we've no. only done one episode we'll have to do another episode we'll have to do this episode for another yeah we'll do this yeah otherwise it's gonna be like 40 minutes it's too long no more and i can't otherwise what am i going to do put one episode up and then put another we just have to trust that people can handle it. all right okay let's, i'm sorry let's, okay. look i can only apologize if you're still listening to this going I, how has it taken so long i tell you what pause it Turn it off. Stop now. Go. For five minutes. Just go. No, not just for five minutes. For several days. And then come back. Okay. And then listen to the next 20 minutes in like a few days. And then it won't feel so horrific. Okay. What are the chances of anyone doing that? None. (laughs) 
So, of lost things. This okay, I t- no, you have to lead this, morning. Okay. Well, this is the one at Hellwater, and um, Claire's story takes a back seat, because it's, it's historical archiving. Claire's which isn't story that exciting, takes is it? a back seat, is that? Because yeah, it's, it's basically her looking at historical things, which isn't that interesting, is it? Oh. Going in libraries and looking up historical documents. Fast forward. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, so, uh, Jamie's now the groom in Hellwater, and he counts his two daughters. One is Isabel, who's the nice one. Oh, this is absolutely just, like, the most, like, annoying... What was that awful programme? <laughs> I could have narrowed it down Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah, I never watched it. Where there's sisters, and there's one, like, just really obnoxious... Nice. And the obnoxious one here is Geneva. ...pretty one. And then the, the sort of dowdy... But kind. Who's in love with John Gray? Nice one. Again, I mean, like it. If you're going as a woman, if you're kind and generous, you're plain. But if you're attractive, you can be a complete effing bitch. bitch. <laughs> Just anyway, what else? I mean, that's exactly what it was. Can I, was I like, just say, I, 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 I wrote off for the role of the lady, Lady Dunsany. Didn't get it. Lady who? Dunsany, the old woman in it. I asked to. Oh, you you asked, did you? Yeah, but you they, just, didn't, they didn't cast What do you mean you asked You know it? when they send out, they spin out spotlight things where you, you can apply oh, for well, it? Oh, well, that's right, but then that's not being... You, yeah. didn't, you didn't just go and ask. You didn't just write <laughs> to the production company and go... No, I didn't even know that I have a dream, dream to play Lady Dunsany. I don't think they'd let me anywhere near. Maureen, I think you would be an enormous addition. I'm not even joking. It's really hard to sound sincere. <laughs> Maureen can actually act. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> Carry on, anyway. Okay, cool. I can act. Right. Um, so, uh, basically, Jamie's the groom there. The lady of the house, Lady Dunsany, doesn't know that he's a Jacobite prisoner because she doesn't like them because their son died. Their son died ju- during... Which is understandable. Yes. You're not going to be a fan of Jacobites if your son was killed by one. Yeah, and uh, Geneva's being married off to this old lord, Lord Ellesmere. He is revolting. He is revolting. You do feel for her. I mean, she's a cow. She's a bitch. Um, but she's marrying some, like... Old goat. Repugnant, elderly... Just revolting man. And so she decides, right, that she doesn't want to lose her maidenhead to this guy. She'd rather have Jamie uh, Shagger. Which, to be honest, you can't fault the logic. I mean, if you're going to, if you're for your first time, if it was a choice between some old bloke or or Jamie Fraser, I mean, I would go for the Jamie Fraser option. You say that. I mean, what is. Look, okay, but can we just get back to something called reality? I know this is not real life, but this is a man Mm. who has been in prison how many years? Oh, he was in prison for like three, four years. Yeah, so he's been in prison for three and four years. He was in a K for six. And he was in K for six. He would be, God even knows what kind of state he'd be. He would have scurvy, he'd be covered in sores. Few teeth missing. He would have no teeth. He would be emaciated. He wouldn't be this, you know, like ripped, flipping, muscular thing that Sam Hewen is. Jamie Fraser wouldn't be, and, and let's not forget, Look, no offence, but he's also ginger. So he's ginger, <laughs> he's with he's drawn, he's emaciated, he's got no teeth, he stinks because he's in a stable with just horses, he's not washing, and yet this woman is like, oh, I've got to do it with this guy. Yeah, but This compared- toothless ginger, skinny, yeah, but he's not scrawny too, he's thing. He's not, he's played by Sam Hewen, so he's none of those things, is he? No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, I just want to... Get back to it. I mean, there's no point in just putting a, a, like a little bit of like dark eyeshadow <laughs> under his eyes and going, "Oh, he's really struggled through the years." <laughs> so anyway, uh, while he's shoveling shit, because that's always a very romantic background. Um, Geneva basically. And that's the other thing. When she goes to pull him, 
He's emaciated, ginger, toothless, and shoveling shit. And she's like, this oh, okay, he's not toothless, he's not emaciated, he's still looking quite ripped. Um and she goes, uh, she basically blackmails him and says, look, if you don't because she knows that he's red Jamie. And uh Yeah, how does she find that out? Because Lord Melton, because Lord Mel- the, the brother turns up and spots spots him and she gets him drunk and she finds out all his back history. Because Lord Melton knows who, who Jamie really is. Okay. So um God, you're paying attention. And so, uh, no, look, I mean, you know, you don't always pick up on all the all the minutiae. Yeah, I have watched it a few times, admittedly. So, um, Jamie basically is blackmailed. She goes, look, he goes, I'm not going to be another, I'm not going to be a prisoner again because she goes, my mother will revoke your parole. Jamie doesn't go back to prison, and he, she goes, well, then they'll just send troops to Lallybroch. And of course, he doesn't want his family uh, being bothered, and so he agrees to have sex with her. So they have the sex scene. It's awkward, isn't it? I think it's kind of sweet. I mean, in the book, the book, he kind, she kind of says no at one point and he still shags her. So uh, they've made it a lot nicer in the TV series than it does in the book. Mm, sounds a little... Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, in the... Let's... Not in the book, but in the in the, in the the TV series, which is what is the thing that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was done they, quite well. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying it wasn't done well. But there was a bit when he said... Um, there's a bit that kind of mirrored the first encounter with Claire, with the touching thing. You can oh, touch yeah. Me. Can I touch you? That sort of thing. Well, I think he was also being quite... He's being very... He's being very careful and being very polite. And then when she goes, oh, would it hurt? He goes, well, not if I take my time. And you think... Which is very nice of him because he could have just said... He could have just been, you know, got it over and done with. And he actually makes an effort, doesn't he? He doesn't just shagger. No, no, he does. He does, put, he he does, does put the work in. He does put the work in, yeah. And uh, uh, he just kind of... You know, have a little bit of foreplay with her. Yeah, so she's... Get her in the mood. So she's a bit moist. She gets in the... Yes, exactly. She doesn't just bang it in. And she's... I think she's actually good in this because you actually see that she's quite... Aroused. She's aroused. But also that she's... she's like, she doesn't know what's happening and she's she's scared and... So she's she plays this cocky woman but actually she, here she's a bit, you know, yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, of course. And then uh, because it's quite a heightened experience at the end, she thinks she says, I love you, because she thinks that's what love is. And yeah. he's like, this isn't what love is. Love She's is what you want to hear when you tell somebody they love you. I love you. No, well, you, no, you no, don't. don't. And by the way, <laughs> the feeling ain't mutual, because if I loved you, this is how I'd feel, and I don't feel that. Oh. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, but she's young, so she, you know. She... But <laughs> he's so potent. He's so virile. That just the one shag session, he what manages to get her up the duff duff. That's quite funny when you see his face when she comes out of the coach and he realises she's pregnant and you can see him think, ah, oh, shit. Um, <coughs> this is what I don't get, right? So basically she's about to have birth, she dies, the sister knows that he's the father. Yeah, because she's avert- because she has said that she never had sex with the other guy. She's... She- but this is what I don't get, right? So the the, the husband is really annoyed that he's, she bore him a bastard. It's like, but surely you must have known that nine months ago or eight months ago because the moment she said she was pregnant, you would have known that it was a bastard. No, Why did you was, wait? He was build, it was building up until the baby was born and then he went, hang on a second, I've just figured it out. I haven't slept with you. This isn't my baby. Oh, I completely forgot we never had sex. Hang on. Yeah, it was a bit daft. That was a bit daft. It would re- actually be at the time of... You know, her admi- the revelation of her pregnancy would it be the point where he went, well, we haven't shagged. So how's that happened? So anyway. But but then... He's a lord. He's probably not that quick on well, the uptake. But also you might imagine that he's like, I don't want anyone to know that I... Because that yeah, really undermines true. him. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. You don't want to be a cuckold. Um, so he threatens to uh, kill the baby. Considering it's Jamie's baby, it's probably not a good idea to threaten... Um, 
somebody, a, a child of Jamie's while he's in the room holding a gun and uh, he basically shoots the, the Earl dead. Um, and then and it, no one bats an eyelid. No, what's even better, they, they say it's suicide, which is amazing because of the amount of eyewitnesses that were there to the murder. But anyway, he shoots Ellesmere dead. They get the baby. They didn't have CSI... Uh, <laughs> or CCTV. CSI Outlander then. <laughs> and they were like, hang on a second. I can see from the trajectory of the bullet that this couldn't possibly be suicide. They just went, you've said it's suicide and you've said it's suicide. It's fine, it's suicide. It's suicide. So anyway, um, so the baby's called Willie. And you, uh, it's a very nice thing when the, the lady Dunsany comes up and goes... You know, I can give you your freedom now. And you can see uh, Jamie smile for a minute and then he looks at the baby and realises he's got to stay because he can't leave Willie. He's got to look after Willie. I mean, oof. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt, and you feel for him because... He's his, so, he so wants a child. His daughter was taken away from him. Uh, his first daughter died. His first daughter died. Even though he's got a son and he can never tell his son that he's his father... But he wants to have that proximity to his son so that he can develop some... Well, just to watch him grow, even if they don't have a relationship. So they do have, like, a father-son rela- relationship they in a way, don't, don't they? They don't have a father-son relationship, but they do have a very close bond. Yeah. And obviously the, the son wants to be like him, which you can understand. Well, they adore each other. Yeah. And then, obviously, it, then he realises that people are going to figure out that he's the father because they look like each other. In fact, they, they don't actually look like each other. I know, but... it's really interesting <laughs> when they go, oh my God, anyone who looks at them is going to know their, their, their father and son. There you go. And they've chosen a boy that looks <laughs> absolutely nothing like. I mean, like, get the flipping casting right. We looked at him and went, I mean, cute kid, super cute. I mean, <laughs> nothing, nothing, like nothing wrong with his acting. It's absolutely fine. But I was just like, if we're going to go, oh, they look identical. It was like, reminds me of this lesbian film I watched. And the whole well, time... Outlander. Is, do you think Outlander is a lesbian <laughs> film, Maureen? Claire does go camping. In yeah, whatever. One. Okay, go on. Anyway, so, and the whole time, oh, this is, I digress, it's because I've had a drink. Um, the whole time they're going on about this character, she's so beautiful. Oh my God, every time she walks into the room, you know, I can't, I don't know where to look. And I looked at the actress, at the, this is quite unkind, but I looked at the person that they cast in that role and I was like, are you joking? You just couldn't get your head around them. It's like every time she walks into the room, I feel nothing because she's not attractive. I mean, and I know that as lesbians, we're, we, 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 we don't bat as high as other people, but really, I just thought, if we're going to have someone I'm supposed to fantasise about, could she at least look like her eyes are in the centre of her head? Suddenly <laughs> I wasn't available for that movie. Well, my I eyes are... gladly looked at you. Gladly. Anyway, sorry. We are digressing. Let's continue. So Jamie realising that he looks like, oh, that Jamie, the son that looks nothing like him is in danger of looking like him. He decides to leave because there's, you know, selfless love, even though he wants to be with his son. Selfless love of the father. He doesn't want him oh, to, it's to be exposed. And he, it's and, very sad. And the, his son, who doesn't know that he's his son, gets really sad. About it and very oh. upset about it. And um, also John Gray, because John Gray comes and visits uh, Jamie And John is hooking up with the not-so-attractive... Sister, sister, um, partly because he wants to look after Willie for um, for Sam, yeah, and also for because he knows he's a man of a certain age, and it starts to look weird, and and, and he has affection for her, even if he's not attracted to her. Yeah, and you know that actually, weirdly, I'd rather marry a gay Lady Jane Grey mm. as a straight woman than be married to an absolutely horrific psychopath straight guy. 
Yeah. Even if he was attractive. They're not normally the only two options you have. They they seem to be the only two (laughs) options available in Outlander. Would you like to marry a homosexual man who will be very tender in bed, if if not uh, very vigorous? Or would you like to marry a psychopath? Oh, I'll go, yeah, I'll go for Lady Jane Grey. Uh, but then we have, before uh, before uh, Jamie departs, he offers his body to John Grey, doesn't he? Uh, yes, he says, <laughs> that if you will look after my son, you, you can, can shag have, me. You can have a quick, you can take me up the bum bum. And, okay, he uses a different terminology. But... And he says, no, 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 I want to do this and you're, we're friends and but whilst I, I would love to take you up on that offer. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because it's not... Honourable. Uh, it's not honourable, and also you, you don't seem into it. Yeah, well, she's actually. I don't know. I don't know if you'd be that disappointed by that point. By this point, who? Um, Jamie. I'm not sure he'd be that. Dis- he'd be that um, disabused of the idea. Misabused is the wrong word. I don't think he'd be that. I don't know. I kind of get the feeling he might be all right about it. But it, but it seems a weird thing to offer because surely if the guy said yes, you wouldn't want that guy looking after your son in the first place. If he's only going to if he's only going to look after your son because he shags you. No, yeah, I think it's his way of saying thank you. Yeah, I think it, I think it's rather than oh right, I'll do this for you if he's already offered. He's like oh god, I, I don't know how to thank you. Uh, would will my bum do? Mm. And he's like no, I don't want your bottom. Go away. I'm, I mean, like I have just assumed that every time gay men have sex, it's up the bum. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they don't. I'm just I've I've really. <laughs> I've been really reductive here about of what gay men do in bed. Literally, I sound incredibly homophobic because I've had, as a gay woman, I sound homophobic. It's the wine that's doing that. So, apologies. I can't imagine any gay men are listening to this. But in case one is and's like, this lesbian really hates gay men. I don't. I just. Uh, can we can we edit this bit out? Well, you're the one who edits. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, I think I think I'll have to. Anyway, so um, the whole point is is that Jamie leaves his son with it, with uh, John Gray and his new uh, Mrs. Mrs. Who who we both believe will, will do will, a good job. Will do a good job of looking after. But, his you son. know, but Jamie obviously is really upset, and then the son calls after him, and he's just got to kind of be manly and ride on. And it is, it's, 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 yeah, what yeah. this show, if anything, has taught me is that being a man is really <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, I've always thought being a woman was awful, and it, it and, and certainly back then it was, but I, I don't feel like he's done that well out of being a man. No, because he always does the right thing. So he's doing the right thing for his son by leaving him. And obviously, the last thing he wants to do is, is, is lose another child. He's already lost two before. And um, it's obviously really, and it must be heartbreaking. You know, you've got the son going, don't leave me, stay. And he's got to ride off into the future. Um, he's riding off into the future. I mean, sorry, ride off into his. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to the man. Meanwhile, Claire's decided to give up on looking for Jamie, and they're heading back to America. So it looks uh, like Claire's yes, Claire's she... given up, given up the ghost. Yes, yeah, she does that. You know, I thought in a quite a half-hearted way. I didn't believe her when she said, oh, we're going to go back to America. Also because you knew there's another seven episodes well, to Also because I know that <laughs> it's another 17, 17 series of this <laughs> bloody show. Um, so she she tells Brianna and... Um, we've got to, It's time to go home. It's time to go and we're going to go. And it's actually her daughter that goes, what? No. Because, well, Brianna's, you know... Oh, Brianna and Roger kiss, so they have their first kiss. Oh, yeah, boring. So... Uh, I mean, are we supposed to feel anything for that? I felt nothing. Oh, Roger's nice. I like Roger. Okay. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Brianna, at this point, is 
a little annoying. You think? Well, not as I don't find her as annoying as you do, Maury. Okay, all right. Carry on then, no. Maury. Check this along. We've been here for what feels like days. For well, 43 minutes, and even I've lost the will to live. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's about it, really, isn't it? I think. Yeah, okay, good. So, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. What? How does it end? How does it end? I think the uh, Jamie leave ja- with Jamie on the horse going away. Like Claire and that are on the plane. Claire and Brianna on the plane. Rogers think Rogers. Claire plane. and Brianna are on a. Oh, they yes. do. They go back to. Oh, that's what I've just said. I know. I know. No, I, I am listening to you. There was a little bit of me that went, but they don't go on the plane. But they do because we find out in the next episode that they get a visit. Yes. Yeah. From you know who, but um, so yeah. So on the plane, Rogers, Rogers obviously missing. Brianna is playing with a toy plane. Sitting in an armchair, and then the last bit is That's Jamie. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> well, we know what an expert you are in sexual terminology, Jen. He's sitting in an armchair playing with Brianna's plane. Um. Anyway. That's the end. So we thoroughly enjoyed those episodes. They were brilliant episodes. Um, and the next, um, and, and uh, Droughtland episode eighteen, we'll be covering uh, episodes. Oh Christ! Five uh, is the reunion. Five and we'll do five, six, and seven. Okay. Can I just say uh, in this episode, uh, James got another name. He's Malcolm McKenzie. So no, Alexander McKenzie. So it's going to probably be something else in next week's oh, episode. God. How does he keep up with? I don't know. I mean, I I've been called Jen for most of my life. <laughs> And sometimes when my girlfriend's going, Jen, Jen, Jen. You know when you zone out, you're like, call me anything, I'm not going to respond. Good. <laughs> Maureen, what so, are you saying? We say brilliant, brilliant two episodes. We're loving season three and we're looking forward to the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.